everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. I'm so excited today. We have a very special Hall Star interview today. I am film critic Rachel Wagner, and I'm here talking with the great Brendan Elliott. Hi, everybody. Yes. So this is actually the second time that you've been on the podcast. Yeah, uh, yeah we, I think I podcast bombed you last time we were yeah. talking to <laughs> Ghost Beard, yeah. Yeah, we were talking to Beth, uh, producer Beth, and surprise. <laughs> yep. Which was really fun. Yeah. That, I show up at the most unexpected times. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a really fun surprise. That was a really fun interview. I, I mean, I love talking to oh, Beth. Good. She was great. And uh, it was fun to have the surprise. Yeah. So how, how have your holidays been? Did you have your good um, uh, Christmas season? Well, it's been, it, I, came, I was in uh, Eastern Europe um, and flew back on the 18th and then on the 20th took the family to a little Hawaiian vacation, which was well-deserved for, mm-hmm. for everybody uh-huh. included, and, and uh, got back. And then I have family of my own coming in um, shortly. So it's, it's just hectic. I think I need a vacation from the vacation. But, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, that's the holidays. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. But it's been oh, great. That's it's good. Been great. Which island did you go to? Uh, it, we went to Alani, which is the Disney resort. I think it is, and it's on Mount. I think it's on Waikiki. It's on Waikiki. Uh, Oahu. I, I don't know. There's so many islands over there. Oahu. <laughs> I, I didn't. Uh, my wife planned a vacation as far as Wood Island, so I don't really know. But it was wonderful. Cool. I, I yeah, that's on Oahu. I I love Hawaii, so that's really cool. Yeah. You got to. Yeah, sure. So what we like to do oh, on the yeah, podcast. We like to uh, give our guests a chance to introduce yourself and tell us uh, what inspired you to become an actor. Oh, wow. Start out with the hard questions. Yeah. Wow. Um, <laughs> well, my, obviously, my name is Brendan Elliott, for all of you that are, uh, that are listening in. Um, <clears throat> very proud member um, and very grateful member of the Hallmark family. been blessed to work with them for um, a number of films now, and fans are the best in the world, in my opinion. So... Um, but what, to become an actor, uh, to, to, to not waste too much time explaining my, you know, the whole reasoning. One of the main reasons is when I was very young, I was very, um, I didn't really have a lot of connection to how I felt about things, who I was. I couldn't really communicate my feelings very well. And I thought when I got into my early, early teens that, you know, I was in music already. So I was expressing myself, but I had a really hard time, um, you know, finding out who I really was and then expressing who I really was or expressing how I felt about things. If someone asked me how I was feeling, I always took the point of least resistant and said, I'm fine. Or, you know, I had no idea really what I was feeling on a moment-to-moment reality and how to express that. So someone had mentioned, you know, take a theater class or take something of that, that ilk. And I started an improv class with Keith Johnstone and, and learned about expressing yourself. I remember getting on stage the very first time I saw him and he asked me how I felt. And I was like, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine. I think I was about 13 or 14. And he said, um, I don't believe you. And I thought I was harsh at the time, and <laughs> but he was right. I was I, I, I was uncomfortable. I was scared. I was fearful. I was nervous. I was um, looking at the other thirteen-year-old girl in front of me, wondering if she thought I was uh, cool or cute or I don't know. I was, had a lot of myriad of different emotions, but one of being oh, I'm good wasn't one of them, and it kind of stuck with me. And I finally expressed how I really felt, and and you know people kind of appreciated me for being myself in that moment. Was really the lesson that exercise. He said you know, do no more or less than how you feel right now. And that should be enough. And I was in an environment, whether I was raised that way or even through the schooling system where I just felt like maybe who I was, wasn't enough. And that was the first time where I felt like being myself was kind of appreciated and accepted and it felt good. And that's kind of where it all started is I enjoyed that process. And then of course, from there, 
training and everything else ensued. But that was kind of the impetus for getting me kind of more in touch with who I really was and what I felt about things and that, and that, mm-hmm. I, and that, that I was, and, and that, that was okay to feel those things and express those things in that environment. And I really mm-hmm. gravitated towards that. If that makes any sense. No, that is, that's interesting. So you, you felt more yourself in playing other, other parts and other people. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. And then, then being on stage, it was an, it was an environment where, when I was, when I really expressed how I truly felt about things or what my experiences was or my belief structure or how I saw things or what have you, it was not shunned upon or looked as at being some sort of irreverent mm-hmm. thing. It was accepted. And I thought, wow, this is an environment where I can express how I really feel about myself or things or try to find, I still was on the journey of trying to find what I, who I really was anyway, but it just made me feel more uh, accepted in that kind of environment and that kind of yeah. started the impetus in me wanting to kind of go further with not only the instrumental work, which is that, but also the craft and learning how to be, you know, I hate the word actor, but a professional experience where everything looks like it's you're experiencing it for the first time and it's honest and real and all the rest of it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Well, what, do you remember the, the first role that you got? Do you remember how excited you were? Oh, well, I think the very first role that I played, I did a, a play, um, it was called Sure Thing. And I remember I played, I, was, I did it, it was hor- I was horrible in it, it was horrible, no, I'm kidding. Uh, you know, you're learning, and it was my first yeah, sure. play, and I was learning to do, I was doing a lot of improv groups, and I was learning a lot of, uh, a lot of the stuff from Strasbourg to Stanislavski to Gahagan, I mean, Meisner, all that stuff. And the very first thing I ever did on stage, I was 17, and hadn't really been on a stage yet as far as something professional. It wasn't really a professional, it was a professional production, but it wasn't really, you know, one of these high paying kind of Broadway off Broadway productions, but it was a place where I kind of started. And I always believed that all the things that I did wrong and all the places I failed over the next, you know, how many years really taught me, you know, what works for me and what process works. And, mm-hmm. and you learn from the mistakes as well as you learn from the good roles, the easy roles, the difficult roles, the ones that are maybe not like you. And, and that's where it started. And then, uh, you know, I trained all over the place and that, that, you know, you're on, you're doing more plays and doing off Broadway and doing this. And then, you know, studying with my mentor, Eric Morris for a long time and, and, um, you know, people at Juilliard and actor studio and you just, and then you just take pieces of everything. And then you, you realize that your bag of tricks, your toolbox is filled with so much stuff and you realize what works for you on certain roles and what doesn't. And, and I always tell mm-hmm. actors all the time, get on stage, get in front of the camera as much as you can, because you'll learn, yeah. you grow, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah. And that's the yeah. way it is with anything. I mean, I've gotten oh, much. I mean, you listen to some of my early podcasts, and it's it's rough. But you gotta you gotta you gotta do it. You just gotta practice. <laughs> you get better. Yeah. Yeah. I tell my kids. I said, you know, you can't fall down if you're not trying. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you're actually your first Hallmark movie, The Nanny Express, is my favorite. Was, yeah. Is my is is my favorite non Christmas Hallmark movie. Oh, I love wow. it. That's a, yeah. That's great. Thank you. That's great. Yeah. It was, uh, um, I think what had happened with that one is somebody else was cast. And then at the last minute I came in cause someone got sick or I don't know what had happened, but, oh. um, you know, Vanessa Marcel was a doll to work with and it was just a guys. It was really a lot of fun. So, um, yeah, I mean, I just, the, the whole thing started. with, with your daughter in that film and Vanessa Marcel, and yeah. their connection and and how that worked because she could have been a very insufferable character. She definitely like rides that line. 
and but it just worked for me and i i just felt so i just thought it had a depth to it that you don't always get with these movies and i also love the oh. ending i think it's so good the fact that they just oh, yeah, you go on a, features, yeah. Yeah, yeah will you just go on a date with us like that was so cute i love it <laughs> Yeah, it was well written, and and yeah. Bradford May directed it, um, and it was it was just a really wonderful experience. It was my first Hallmark movie, so I didn't really know much going in, and mm-hmm. and then I went went num- a number of years before I, I worked with Hallmark again. I think that was in '09, and then I don't think I no, it was 2009 or two, yeah, it was 2009, and then I think I worked with them again when I started doing Cedar Cove. So, um, yeah. yeah, that's that's where it all started. Yeah, I really like it. I think it's really good. And and uh, I also really like you playing a villain I, in Kiss and Pine Lake. I think you should play villains more often <laughs> because you were yeah, so well, funny. You oh, you're very kind. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, it, it reminded me a lot of a show I did uh, called Unreal. I mean, the, villain, the villains are really fun to play where you're yeah. kind of, you know, um, and, you know, obviously uh, I enjoy playing whatever. I, look, I don't look at any character as a as a hero as a, as a as a villain or as anything i just look at it as his own person you got to find the justification for the behaviors and the things they do much like warren saget and cedar cove was the villain um and the people that started producing that actually did kiss of pine lake so i think uh-huh. that's where it started uh-huh. there's lots of humor in that and yeah villains are fun to play uh, but yeah. i do love the romantic comedies i do love the detective on, on crossword i mean i love anything i get a chance to play and, and hallmark's been blessing me with a real diverse uh, range of characters, which has been exciting. Uh-huh. Um, and that's, uh, that's a testament to them and, and the writers. And so, yeah, I've been having a lot of fun working with them. For sure. Yeah, I just loved you, like, going out to the forest, and you're like, what is all these trees? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was my favorite. That was so funny. Yeah, it was a fun, it was a fun character to play, and, and I'm sure everybody hated me, and that's what was the point, so... <laughs> So I'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. They're good folks over at Care Of. And right now you can get 50% off your first order at Care Of. Go to takecareof.com, enter code Hallmarkies50. And what Care Of does, it's a really great thing, especially for this time of the year where everybody is making resolutions, everyone's trying to be healthier. And what they do is they provide vitamins, protein powders, and other products that come straight to your door so it's easy and uh, it's really customized. You can go in, you can take a quiz, uh, and the quiz will help you to feel to figure out what is most important for you, whether it's something to help your fitness routine, whether it's something to help your sleeping, your stress, uh, whatever it might be. And uh, it, it was very helpful. I got the chance to, to do the quiz, and I've had two different packages from Care Of, and I've really found it helpful. They have a great attention to detail uh, where everything has your name on it. Everything is really, they really try to make it custom for you. And, uh, and I like that they're in the little packets. And so if I am traveling or uh, on, on the run, which is so easy this time of year, then I can just stick it in my purse, stick it in my luggage, and I am good to go. And it's just been very helpful. And I, I found myself doing much better in taking my vitamins uh, than I was before. And also, it's not just some multi-use vitamin. It's more... Ca- t- 
it's more catered to my needs, my taste, uh, what my lifestyle, my skepticism level as far as vitamins, all that is taken into account, which I think is really important. They also have a very high focus on quality. They have science and research that goes into all their products. Uh, they, their, their protein powders, which are some of the best, uh, they have real ingredients like organic cocoa and pink Himalayan sea salt. So right now you get 50% off your first care of order, go to takecareof.com, enter code Hallmarkies50. Yeah. Yeah. I hope that we someday get to see you again as the, as a villain character. Cause I think it's really funny, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you had a huge hit in the Hallmark world with all my heart with yeah. Lacey and yeah, of course. yeah and so was that well I mean did you know kind of immediately that like there was a chemistry there that it was a it was going to be a it was going to be a good one I mean I that was back that was my second movie was all in my heart the first one which was my the, a kiss of pine lake was an acquisition project but my first real hallmark movie that they made and produced um in the hallmark channel and it was not mm-hmm. acquired was um was a um, was a movie yeah it was that movie all in my heart and I went in not knowing Lacey at all I mean I think we had worked on a series I was on called Strong Medicine on Lifetime years and years and years ago and I remembered her from that but I and I knew of her as an actress of course and knew she was sweet and lovely and had done Mean Girls and Party Five but I had not worked with her and our very first scene was where we meet and I just remember I remember calling a friend of mine saying you know this is not going to be hard to do because I feel like we have something really special here. And I, I don't, that, that's rare, but it's very rare when that happens. Um, I think it's based on trust. Um, we both are kind of more open hearted people. So I think that made us feel trust towards each other. Mm-hmm. And um, we just got along great and really came at the work with a sense of passion to try to make it as honest and believable as possible. And it was, a, and, and, and Peter DeLuise, our director, who's a lovely friend of mine and wonderful and brilliant um, directed it. And Karen, Karen Berger, who I believe writes for characters with heart and it just all kind of the stars aligned and it did very, very well. And they wanted to do more. And, uh, but no, going in, I didn't think this was going to be some sort of, mega hit that it was but i'm so blessed that it was because people to this day still want a fourth and fifth and sixth <laughs> they keep calling for more of them so well, yeah very very blessed yeah yeah I'm yeah blessed to work with Liz. are you as bad at um uh at home repairs as <laughs> as, the as brian yeah. yeah brian you are yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> i mean i've gotten i've gotten better over the years my wife has forced me to learn to do a few things um, no, I'm not terrible. I can do a few things around the house, but no, I'm not as bad as Brian, but I'm definitely, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm a rock throw away. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Part I mean, of the I, background noise, kids are kind of playing a little bit to be hit kids. Oh, That's just, no it problem is what it is. at all. Um, I also really enjoy your Christmas movie with Bonnie Somerville. The Love You Like oh, Christmas. Oh, I love that. Yeah. 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 That one's that, a really yeah. good one. Yeah. Uh, was that fun? Yeah, that whole sort of uh, that whole sort of uh, kind of village that they you know created for that movie, and the uh, everything in it was that uh, the Christmas Valley was that fun to kind of be part of. Christmas at Grand Valley or, or Love You Like Christmas? No, Love You Like Christmas. You know they have like the it was, yeah, it was Christmas one Town. Of my very first act, one of that very first, I didn't know Bonnie at all, and one of my very first acting jobs I'd ever done was with the director Grant Campbell. <clears throat> who directed it and I hadn't seen him in probably 20 years or so and so um, when they had called and Michael Logan who's a very very close friend of mine who sadly passed away a couple of years ago he executive produced the first All in My Heart and then this one he said would you love to do this and I read the script and I thought 
well, to go from this kind of, you know, stockbroking character to go to the tree farmer, I thought, and who's a single dad, I thought that would be lovely. I thought, what yeah. a stretch, what a yeah. role, and, and read the script and loved it. And then, obviously, we brought Bonnie on. She was fantastic and, and came off of uh, Cold Black, I believe, the series she was on at the time. And, and it was great. I mean, uh, the diner and the, the kind of small-town environment feel, which is a staple, obviously, through many, many Hallmark movies. Um, I think this one was done maybe a little differently in, 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 its, in its scope, but it was still so sweet and honest and familial. And, and, and every, that's one of the great things about a lot of the supporting cast that they get in Canada. They're really talented and great to work with. And so um, it was a lot of fun making that one. And it turned out to be a monster hit for that Christmas. And, and even to this day, people enjoy watching it. And it's an honor to be a part of that one okay. for sure. Yeah, I did, I did enjoy that movie a lot. Yeah, it's a really cute one. Um, yeah. Yes, and then you had uh, Christmas at Grand Valley, and I yep. I think we talked about this last time, but I love the whole date sequence in that movie because a lot of times Hallmark yeah. forgets to have the characters go on a date. <laughs> yeah, and, and I just thought that one was, that was so cute. Well, there was a couple I did. I did a Christmas encore too, and there was this did, 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 uh, like a kind of a John Hughes New York theater scene type Christmas movie. But uh-huh. within that one, much like Christmas in Grand Valley, there was a really wonderful ten to fifteen minute dating sequence, yeah. which I thought was one of the reasons I loved the script. I thought, you know, same thing like you. It's really nice to see these people fumble and meet and everything else, but to really give the audience that. 10, 15 minutes where there's a sequence of them actually falling in love for the first time or really opening up their hearts. And I felt like um, with, with Love You Like Christmas, I'm sorry, with Christmas at Grand Valley, there was that long sequence, which I really thought was well, well directed, well executed. And obviously, you know, Danica and I, you know, working together was fantastic. And so, and then with, with uh, also Christmas Encore with, with Maggie Lawson, there was a long John Hughes kind of walk and talk. And then we get into the theater and it's, we're not sitting down at a restaurant per se, but there's, it's, it's a date. And mm-hmm. we didn't rush it on both of those. We didn't just kind of, you know, spoon feed the audience. We let it breathe and be human and real and honest and organic. And the audience, I think, was really receptive to it. So I agree with you. Yeah, those are special moments. Yeah, because a lot of times they're, you know, people that knew each other in high school or, you know, whatever, something like that. And they kind of forget to right. have those, uh, those sort of, uh, he's asking her on a date and it's a little awkward. Yeah. I just love that. I think it's so cute. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. Um, yes. So what was it like when you got uh, the part of Logan in the Crossword Mysteries? Um, was that, you know, how did you approach that? It's such a different feel of, in so many ways yeah. than, you know, the it's rom-coms. Probably the hardest, probably the hardest role I've played because, um, it's just a difficult, there's so much dynamic in history and training that goes into, I mean, I was actually shooting a show called Unreal for Lifetime and I was up in Vancouver mm-hmm. at the Sutton Place Hotel. And Michelle Vickery and Bill Abbott and Brad Cavoy, who's our other executive producer on the, on, the, on, the, on the crossroad, who we did Flower Shop together, were having a meeting for When Calls a Heart, I think, or there is something there for When Calls a Heart, and just saw me, and we kind of bumped in, and we're friends, and, you know, it's like one big family at home, aren't we? sat and talked for a few minutes and they mentioned this show called Crossword Mysteries and, and they asked me if I'd be interested in it and they said, you know, Lacey wants to do it. Would you do it? I said, absolutely. If it's not, obviously, of course I would do it. Lacey. And it was, the idea was there was a puzzle and we got to solve crimes and it was kind of not fleshed out yet, but I loved the idea of a puzzle as a metaphor, um, as a puzzle being something that obviously is woven into the story, whether it is metaphorically or whether it is literally. Um, I just thought there was a lot of room to play there and have the audience very, very inclusive. Mm-hmm. Um, not just, okay, someone dies, let's find out who did it, but, you know, a real witty, multi-layered, like peeling away the onion to find the, to solve the crimes, which makes it for an actor 
much more challenging because sometimes you have to really work on that script a number of times to figure out, okay, who did it? What's happening? What does this mean? It's like every episode feels like Clue, you know, yeah. in some ways because it's a really, it's a really interesting multi-layered level of, of mystery that you got to solve. It's not just, okay, who did it? It's, you got to really go through a whole sequence of puzzles and solving stuff. And I thought that might be interactive for the audience and really fun and interesting. And I really am excited for all the fans to watch Abracadabra because it's our best one of the three, in my opinion. Um, I think we finally, you got to do them a couple of, got to get a couple out of the way to find the voice of the show. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, we, I feel like we really found the show's voice in the third one. Mm-hmm. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. Was it uh, interesting and a different dynamic to work with Lacey on? Uh, yeah. yeah. When we started, we were both worried because we just finished doing All of My Heart the wedding. Oh, yeah, it was difficult because Lacey and I both were like, hmm, um, we just came off the wedding. We're kind of in Brian and Jenny, and I hope the audience, for one, could we make it believable, and two, would the audience buy it? And they did. And mm-hmm. then I kept telling Lacey, it was like, these are two different characters played by people that that the fans obviously adore together, but it doesn't mean that just because we're having some discord in the beginning of this relationship, it's not going to that place inevitably where we do fall in love and, and everything else. So I think that, you know, the fans were really excited and, and had a lot of fun watching it and, and they just embraced us with open arms. And that's, what's wonderful about the Hallmark fans, you know? Well, and you get to work with Barbara Niven again, and that must be fun. Yep. She's the best. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We did Cedar Cove together and she's, She's a power in herself and, and love working with her. I don't get many scenes with her because she does a little bit more with Lacey. Mm-hmm. But uh, when I do get a chance to work with her, it's, it's just like seeing family with her too. I mean, we get along great. She's such a yeah. sweetheart and, I, and uh, I'm very blessed to have her on the show for sure. Yeah. Um, so you said that Abracadabra is your favorite. What is it about it that you think uh, is uh, so effective? Well, I can't think of my <laughs> – let me rephrase that. It's, it's my favorite of the three in that I feel like we found the voice of the show, mm-hmm. uh, meaning I feel like we finally know, okay, we're on the train tracks of where we're going as far as the mystery and as far as, you know, you need a, you need a couple under your belt to figure it out. I love them all for different reasons. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love the first one for it's, 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 you know, I play, Logan is just starting out as a detective. He's very by the book. And then I love his progression through two and three where he starts to become more street, a little more, he's a little more experienced, doesn't need dad's hand on him as much, you know, all those things. But also the relationship with her and I starts to soften a little bit. We start to get along and solve together. Maybe that's why I really enjoy the fact that now we're a team solving crimes as opposed to um, in the beginning where I, I need her, she needs me. We're kind of feeling each other out. Uh, but I love them all for different reasons. I just feel like the third one was executed mm-hmm. from all perspectives. Script, um, you know, it was, I thought, the tightest one of the three in regards mm-hmm. to the story. And I feel like as, as, as lead actors, we finally went, okay, all right, I think this is what the fans will look, this is what works. Mm-hmm. And, they, and there's things in one and two that work and, and, and worked well. And there's things that we've learned that could work better. And I think that we kind of maybe ironed a little bit of that out in the third one. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm excited uh, to see it. It'll be fun to have that. I feel like the, the magic element is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, no, it's a really great, it's a real, uh, it's a hard one to solve, but it's a mm-hmm. lot of fun. There's a lot of romance, you know, there's a little romance there. There's a lot of fun. There's a lot of laughs. Um, and there's this definite suspense, um, and it does have that element like heart to heart where they're, they're really teaming up together and they're both mm-hmm. very, you know, people love seeing opposites attract. And I think sure. these two people are so different in so many ways 
these characters and to bring them together just to make the world a better place and solve crimes within the idea of a puzzle and the audience really trying to solve the puzzle because every episode will have that idea of trying to solve the puzzle. Um, whether it's a metaphor figuratively, I think is a lot of fun and engaging and interactive for the audience. And I think that's why they're, they really, really are responding to the show. Mm. Very cool. Well, good. We're excited for it. And um, we really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us. Uh, it was really nice of you. Always. And, uh, oh, and uh, so do you have social media or anything like that you'd like to share? Uh, well, my Twitter, obviously, uh, Brennan underscore Elliot at Twitter. And then uh, Brennan Elliott too on Instagram. Uh, don't don't go to the imposters, please. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> go to mine. Um, I'll be live tweeting during the show and, and posting more. Um, I just I also have a project. I can't talk about the project, but I'd love to share it with you first. But I have to wait until probably the middle of January. But I am in the process of filming the first week. I just finished in Eastern Europe, and I have two more weeks in Eastern Europe to finish. And it's going to be a very very special movie for next for 2020. Yeah, um, we're really excited about that because we talked to Sarah Drew, and she, oh, yeah. she's, she's in that with you, right? Yep. Yes, yeah. she is. That's yeah. exciting. Love it. I, I love yeah, her. So. Lovely. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Well, we'll have all of your information in the description section. People can make sure to follow you. And yeah, we'll look forward to the movie on on uh, on Saturday. Um, or it's Sunday. 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 Uh, you're right. It's Sunday. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll look forward to the movie on Sunday. That will be really fun. And uh, it will be fun. Anytime you want to. Anytime. Don't hesitate to call. I have no problems. Uh, I'd love to. You know, love talking with you. Just sorry, it's the holiday season is a little nutty right now. So this, is, <laughs> this is, I appreciate you fitting me, and I know you're busy too. So no, it's perfect. It worked out great. So yeah, thanks. Thanks again, and yeah, we'll definitely be in touch for sure. All right, love. Happy New Year, and I will see you soon. You too. Happy New Year. (laughs) We'd like to thank Brennan for coming on the podcast. It was super nice of him. And uh, make sure you are following him and let us know what you think about the movie this upcoming weekend. We're looking forward to it. And you can follow me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. Make sure to check that out. And make sure you're following the podcast all over her Homeworkies podcast all over the place. And uh, if you're listening on iTunes, please leave us your ratings and reviews. We really appreciate it. And if you are listening on YouTube, please give us a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel. That really helps us out a lot. Please consider becoming one of our patrons. We so much appreciate every single patron and it allows us to do all these fun things and then we also have our merch store with a new i survived countdown to christmas 2019 shirts which design which are designed by jessica miller and are so much fun so check that out and uh, thanks again to brennan and uh, i will talk to y'all later happy new year bye